0: everybody and welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat. I'm your host this week for the first time ever, Tom Marks. Hi everybody. We all decided to clap too much. We
1: actually didn't coordinate this. We thought (laughs) about it in our heads, but we decided to give you a ceremonial clap. That made sense.
0: Well, I I appreciate that. Uh, This is episode 454 of NBC. Joining me today is Mr. Brendan Graber. Hey, what's up? Not a lot, actually. Really? Just you know, well, hang out. For me. Also joining us is Seth Macy, hello, the lone representative of IGN's main office. Mm-hmm. That's right, true. Which is just your living room.
2: Uh, it's my home office.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Mr. Brian Altano. Hi,
1: how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm, it's good to be here.
0: Glad Thanks to a lot. Have how are you? Me. How have you been? I've been good. It's been warm, but uh, but I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm excited to be back in the the hosting chair after years of not hosting podcasts. It's I agree. It's exciting. good to have you here. I'm excited yeah. to see you host. Aw. Well, now there's too can, much pressure. Let's dial it back. Dial it back a little bit. I'm...
2: Um, um, you might okay. suck. Thank
0: you. I appreciate that. It Thank you you, could Seth. go bad. It <laughs> could go really bad. You never know. know. I mean, it might, right? Just keep watching to find out. <laughs> uh, this week, we are talking about SteamWorld Quest, yes. which has finally come out. We put out a review uh, that I wrote earlier this week. Uh, we'll also be talking about uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimates update. Specifically, I wanted to t- dig into the level editor a little bit because we talked a little bit about Joker. We knew a little bit more about that, but last week when we were on the show, we didn't really have a chance to actually use the level editor. Right. Uh, and we're going to talk about Joker a little bit too, but mostly there's some th- there's some weird things coming out of that level editor. guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll also talk about uh, Mortal Kombat 11 on Switch uh, because there's been mixed reports about that, but uh, and we've got lots more to talk about. We're going to take your questions as well. So stick around. But first, let's start with SteamWorld Quest. Uh, it's a good game.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
0: I reviewed it. See, this is usually the part where I'm so used to somebody being like, Tom reviewed that game. What did yeah. you give it, Tom? And Tom, like, what did you well, I can queue you up it. if you want. Yeah, please. Tom,
1: you've been playing SteamWorld Quest. You even reviewed it for us here at IGN, <laughs> which you can check out at IGN.com slash SteamWorld slash review. Not a real URL.
0: <laughs> what did you think of the game? Uh, I liked it. I, I gave it an 8.6. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I and you guys have all been playing it a bit too, right? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, like for for so, sort of transparency here, Steam World Quest, uh, the new game from Image Inform, Form, who've done many Steam World games in the past, the Steam World Cinematic Universe, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Steam World Dig uh, One and Two are two of my favorite modern Metroidvania games. Um, I would say two of the best games in the in, in the entire genre. And then there's also uh, Steam. I'm always Steam World Heights, which is a lot more strategy driven.
0: Yeah, it's like two D X game, pretty much.
1: And so they've effectively built this universe. Uh, with this art style which they've now applied to different genres and this is their take on the card PG?
0: That's a, a good way of putting it. And there's I'm going to let you do the rest from here. There's the, <laughs> there's the oft-forgotten Steam World tower defense.
1: I did not remember that because it is oft-forgotten. That
0: was a game that came out and I think it was 2010 for the DS, DSi back oh, then. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I do and not that remember was, that at all. That was their first game. That was also the first Steam World game and then they had one iOS game between that and Dig and then when they did Dig is kind of when it popped off, and since Dig, they've only done SteamWorld games. Right.
1: Wow. wow. Uh,
0: what about you guys? So, I, I liked it a lot, obviously. You can read my review on IGN.com to to see kind of why I liked it. I think it brings a lot of choice is kind of one of the main reasons. But what what about you guys? How, how have you been digging it?
2: Uh, I've been I digging it. I see what you it. did there. <laughs> <laughs> I played it on the, uh, on the flight here, and uh, I didn't really know what to expect because I actually never played a SteamWorld game. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. It's my horrible well, confession.
0: Thankfully, you don't have to
2: no 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 not they're at all, all
0: they're all linked but it's sort of yeah. just for funsies linked right. right you don't need to have played all of them to get right. into this <laughs> one or anything like that
2: no it's a it's a ton of fun and i'm like kind of looking forward to
0: my flight next mm-hmm. time
2: because i have all this free time to play um the best thing was about i don't know 15 minutes into the tutorial when it told you how to run <laughs> that, changed, that made me like really like the game Isn't right crazy
0: how much just move speed changes Uh, like your impression of a game sometimes. I was playing this game on Steam called Superland a couple weeks ago and you don't, you get to an, an ability that doubles your movement speed about 10 minutes into the game. And before that, I was like, this game is bad. And then I got the ability, and I was like, this game is okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was just like instantly different.
1: Uh, I'm trying to sort of uh, wrap my head around how to explain this game to the audience for the sort of uninitiated of uh, kind of what other games it reminds me of, because mm. I think it has like a little bit of Paper Mario to it. It's got a little bit of sort of Child of Light as well. Um, but then the card, the card system makes it sort Sort of uh, a, a different than those games. A entire. little bit *Slay yeah. the
4: Spire* too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And so basically, you are you build this party out and you move through these sort of linear environments that uh, are gridded out by the very system, a uh, very like sort of simple map and you fight enemies and you queue up uh, cards and using combinations you take them down and move on and there's like optional areas that you can skip but you can also replay entire chapters or stages at the same time too mm-hmm. yeah and so from there the depth goes into sort of what moves you want to use what party members you want to use all that fun stuff
0: it's and this is this is something that kind of surprised me about it was that it it is a pretty thin rpg in the the overall sense right yeah. it's not a, not a complex game it's really the combat and the building your decks and choosing your moves and what order do you play cards and what how do you build your party. You obviously haven't gotten to the party part of it yet, but uh, all of that stuff is really where the the depth of that game comes from. And everything else after that, around that, and out of that, is is just a little sort of surface level, if you right. will. Not bad by any means, just like not like not something like a final fantasy where you're exploring these vast worlds and you're right. getting all of these items you get some items but it's like you get one weapon and two equipables and it's it's all very very simple which mm-hmm. i think is intentional yeah yeah.
3: yeah
4: at the risk of, of audi myself uh for my my taste so you can pick apart i don't usually go for card battle games mm-hmm. nor most like jrpg style like party choose your party and I have to pick your powers like I don't like a game where like I get like five party members, I can only use three, and I never see the guys again. Like, okay, I'm actually with you. So, yeah. because this is very thin mm-hmm. and it simplifies a lot of things, I actually had a lot more fun than I thought I would. Me too. Oh, interesting. Because everyone has every character has eight cards they bring to the table for your entire deck, and they get recycled pretty fast. So you don't have to go like, okay, well, which five hundred cards I have to pick through? Like, no, I just picked out eight ones for per character that I think synergize the best. And I can swap them on the fly. I'm like, okay, I like this. I like being able to say this isn't working. I need to go back and change. Let's give this guy a better, uh, you know, special attack versus this character needs more building up special meter. I think that actually worked out really well for me, and I really ended up enjoying myself.
2: Yeah, I'm a sucker for a novel battle system. That's why, like, I gave Octopath Traveler a 9.3 when I mm-hmm. reviewed it because I love that game because it has like this crazy novel like twist on the battle system, and I kind of feel that same. Um, like, satisfaction in, you know, playing this when I, I'm like, oh, well, if I play this card, then I won't get the, the combo. Mm-hmm. So do I want to, like, hit him with the, you know, hit him with this or hit him with that? And then, you know, it, it shakes things up, and there's always that, like... That uh, the bit of randomness to it as well, just from having it like being—it's it's a deck-building game, mm-hmm. right? That, with graphics, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I think the the entire notion of a sort of like streamlined take on the traditional RPG genre is something that's like uh, very sort of understated and underappreciated in the video game industry because they are historically these massive ninety-hour things, yeah. and these <laughs> epic quests, and this huge saga and all this stuff like that. And then I find myself over the over time gravitating towards like. My favorite RPG of the last few years is like Stick of Truth, the (laughs) South Park game, Um, because that is like a a 10 and a half hour RPG. And uh, to me, it gives me all of the sort of highs and lows of a Final Fantasy game. Um, In a very truncated condensed form Um, and I I felt like the combat was just as fun. And so like I, I sort of got like tinglings of that with this game where I was sort of like this is this is a this is a large RPG like sort of squashed down to something consumable. And something that where I don't feel like I am spending hours and hours meandering, and I can sort of focus on like the great parts of this game.
0: The Mm. last RPG I played was Persona Five, and it took me 120 hours. (laughs) This (laughs) is what I'm talking about. This one took me 17, and I was like, great. Yeah, I I probably could have played it for another 20 and been really happy with it. Like I wasn't bored of it, but I do agree. I think this is a nice length. It's Mm -hmm. a it's a cool sized game in this day and age for an RPG. Yeah. Uh, A question I wanted to put to you guys is. Uh, and one of the things that I see saw a lot in the comments of the review, and also people responding to me on Twitter when I tweeted about the review and all that jazz, uh, was: Are you fans of card games generally? And you know, do you think you need to be a card game fan or a fan of something like Slay the Spire in order to enjoy a game like
4: no. this? No, no, no. I, I don't think so. so. I, I, yeah, so, I, just, I wasn't. So I was kind of preparing for the worst. Right. Like right. Uh, I really liked Fantasy Star Online one and two and then when they came out with three and it was a card battle like no this is terrible get (laughs) out of here they did it with like you know Pokemon trading card battle Like I never got into that either I I I hated
0: Chain of Memories for a similar reason and I love card games
4: yeah like I I didn't like the prospect but I think the way that this is so streamlined and it's quick you aren't going like okay let's look at my my hand for a while which one do I want should I discard it's just like bam 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 you're like chaining together spells you're swapping things on the fly if you don't like them anymore they give you lots of abilities to just kind of like rack up damage so you don't feel like you're just doing nothing for like five turns. Mm -hmm. I love like the chain abilities where if you play three cards from one character, they have an added bonus that goes out. And it kind of allows you to experiment and also kind of like change how your character behaves. Like you don't have to have like a mage and a tank and a healer. You can have someone who deals damage and their chain shields everybody up. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to waste time time going like, okay, better like raise my attack power for a one whole turn and do nothing. Like I like the speed of this game.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got a nice clip. Mm-hmm.
0: And you guys aren't, uh, you aren't intimidated by something like the deck building because I know that this, the deck building screen is, and this is not a dig against this game. I'm going to use that joke as many times as I there. can. Uh, <laughs> but the deck Until building Until it runs screen, out of steam? <laughs> Looks, it looks a lot like Hearthstone. It's modeled kind of after that UI yeah. a little bit. I think quite inten- intentionally because it's just it's good UI in general. Uh, but that part wasn't intimidating to you either. I, no. I I appreciate you already mentioned the fact that it's only eight cards. Mm-hmm. Is, really helps with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, you I'm, do get a lot of cards after a while, and so yeah. eventually you're kind of like, I only have eight to choose from. I just do one and one and one, and like you want to go. Oh, what about what about that one? I just got that one. So it can be kind of nerve-wracking to just get a new card and go well do i have room for it in my deck should i experiment for a while but i think you get used to it and you learn like with which what synergizes with your current loadout and what doesn't you can just say it for another day we're like right this isn't working let me go back to the drawing board
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, i wanted to talk a little bit about the steam world games as a whole too because we mentioned them earlier uh really quick image and form has just proven that they can make a good game right they've made six games this is their sixth and every one of them has received at least an 8.0 from ign uh the or excuse me except for the ios game anthill which we didn't review but has like over four stars on the ios store it's a very very popular game um they they've just basically every time like even if you're not a huge fan of it they're making they make good quality games yeah so my question is where do they go from here? Where does the Steam World Series go from here? So this is wild speculation territory, and it's always rude. I know if the Image Inform guys are listening, it's always like, <laughs> "All right, you did this one. What's next? Come on!" I know, but right? These guys like they release a new game every two years. They work I, at yeah, a fast they're, clip.
1: They're they're very prolific, and and uh, they have incredible quality standards as well, which is really cool to see. I'm gonna be that like idiot guy who's just like make the thing that i like the most (laughs) Um, which i know like as as artists which they they have a studio you know composed of people like that they're probably they probably made quest because they're like we've done two dig games in a row let's do something kind of new for us let's like you know flex some different muscles and try out some some new things and i'm like that's great it's very good i really enjoyed it thanks a lot make steam world dig three (laughs) (laughs) no and like i hate to say that because like that you know that they are probably like this is our chance to make to spread our wings and to make all these different genres and i'm like i know and you should but you're amazing (laughs) keep digging amazing yeah keep digging um yeah, I just really I think that like Steamworld Quest is like a very good game and I think that Steamworld Dig 2 is an amazing game. Mm. Like I think it's like one of it's one of my favorite games on Switch, it's one of my favorite games of this generation. Like it's just a phenomenal game and so I want more like that. I'm also more I'm more of like a action platforming Metroidvania guy that I am. Like the best card RPG in the world is always going to be second place to like me playing a game where I can explore tunnels for hours on end, <laughs> right. find secrets and fight bosses.
0: And that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's, that's game world taste.
1: tunnel. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I you just know? like the entire loop of going down there and digging and bringing treasures up and selling them and upgrading my stuff and going deeper and digging and like it's just it's such a it's such a fun take. Also, making a Metroidvania game that like you can sort of carve your own path through um, instead of having to play something that's been pre designed is like I think really cool. Anyway, that's it's a great game. You guys should check it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but make whatever you
4: want. Two things come out to me. One is that I would love to see uh, Nintendo take their whole recent licensing Ooh. deal further and give them an actual like first party property to tinker around with, like Metroid, Metroid Cross Steam World mm-hmm. Universe Collide, Ooh. plus rabbits, like, even like Kingdom Battle,
0: <laughs> See, honestly, I you say that I just want Image Inform to make the next Paper Mario game. Mm. Oh, that'd be good too, right? Okay, I'm
1: in. I'm into that.
4: I also like how every. Game they've done besides one and two for SteamWorld Dig has been like a weird cross combination. They have mm-hmm. Wild West digging, Metroidvania. They have space pirate, XCOM 2D style, and now they have fantasy adventure card battle JRPG. So I want the next one to be another crazy mix that sounds insane but will actually work. So SteamWorld Cowboy Samus with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> but, sure. Uh, but with a better name. SteamWorld uh, <laughs> Pirate Attorney Investigations.
0: <laughs> there we go. There we go.
2: <laughs> I'm into
0: it. Uh, Seth, any guesses? Any wild speculation?
2: Where they go from here? Yeah.
0: What Genre, theme, anything? Oh, man.
2: Um, Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> 2D Battle Royale. I think we
0: can end on that. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Actually, real quick, I do want to say, so the SteamWorld Quest, when this comes out, will have come out today. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've asked us not to spoil the intro. It's not, like, a huge thing, but there is a mention in it of pirates, like, as just an offhanded, like, someone's asking to hear a story, and they're like, you want to hear another pirate story, and it's like, no, I want to hear one about dragons, and, like, I think they might be Tell teasing you. a pirate game. Pirate oh.
4: attorney investigations. Maybe it's I'm way happen. off
0: base with that, but I think I'm going to be a teasing a pirate game about like, like high seas robots digging and
4: <laughs> digging the treasures, <laughs> water,
1: treasures like a Metroidvania pirate, Steam scuba. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one thing we have learned today is that we're all very bad at coming up with video games. Yes. Yeah. That's, 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 that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. We're good at other things sometimes as well. Sometimes. Oh, Occasionally.
0: I dig it. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Mortal Kombat 11. Brendan, you've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat 11. You've been playing a little bit of on Switch. Uh, we, of course, did review that. Mitchell Saltzman, our fighting game guru in the office, reviewed it. He gave it a 9.0, liked it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that basically the the summary, actually, I think I wrote it down. Let me read it oh, for you. It's almost do. like Look I this prepared. Guy. Uh, he said the, the verdict at the end of his review was More Combat 11 is the best game in the 27-year-old series thanks to deep, methodical new mechanics and fun story So wow. he really did like it. I think the main complaints came with from sort of grinding grindiness of its tower and the, some of the microtransaction stuff. Yeah, the, I mean there's, there's
1: been a lot of pushback against the economy in this game, yeah. which is a, essentially a lot of like grinding for sort of uh, cosmetic items that um, are effectively palette swaps most of the time and right. also like like getting weapons that you can't use for long and then having to use other things and all, all of that just feels like something that um they're already a, a patching um to begin with but also looking at the the metacritic for like critical reception of this game versus user scores is something like like eight versus 2.4 yeah like there's it's it's getting it's getting sort of negative re- review bomb because of the The sort of MTX stuff. There's a
4: lot of reasons I think for some of the review bombing that I've heard. of. I noticed. Yeah, some are
1: weirder than others. Some are (laughs) some are wildly political about Mm -hmm. a game where a theater actor and a robot and a woman fight a ghoul. But (laughs) sure, and a bug woman. Yeah, you Uh, spend your time on Earth as you will, (laughs) 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 however you want to. That's I don't judge. It's fine. Uh,
4: But I guess what I I segue into is that the the Switch version, from what I've seen has its share of problems. Yeah, and the Uh, port,
0: real quick, the port was made by Shiver Entertainment. Shiver uh, is owned by, it's a studio owned by WB Games as far as I understand it. mm -hmm. The only other thing that I could find, I scoured the internet trying to see what they had worked on, and the only other thing I could find was Scribblenauts Showdown was their game. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, Which is the most recent Scribblenauts, I believe, uh, and was the first one to kind of leave Nintendo platforms and go to other platforms as well. So they were responsible for that, and then... They ported Mortal Kombat 11, Is it seems to be the history behind that. Right. And and please report.
4: (laughs) Okay. uh, I'm going to try and contextualize this. The fighting game part of Mortal Kombat on Switch feels fine the the one-on-one battles so the actual responsiveness the actual responsiveness okay. i didn't see a lot of slowdown or anything like that it felt pretty smooth the graphics you know weren't the best but they were right. pretty serviceable which is like it's that's like
1: the steak part of the steakhouse yeah right and then like <laughs> when like, they go into okay. like the
4: uh the fatalities or the the brutal finishers like you can see like it goes into a cutscene kind of like lower yeah, yeah, yeah. a lower resolution a bit but you know for the most part i was like okay this works this is okay um, then I went to the Crypt, which is like where they ha- they randomly made a third person adventure puzzle loot box simulator, where you wander around an island to Just spend your hard currency <laughs> to open chests <laughs> that may contain fatalities, or maybe they'll contain a. Little doodad or a combat card for your online
1: profile, and to to really pitch people on this because it's it's kind of I didn't really understand it until you showed it to me. Mm-hmm. This is like a full on new mode where you do not see these characters from the side; you see them from behind, like God of War or <laughs> Tomb Raider, and they're running around basically this large environment, uh, opening treasure chests and doing puzzles. Yeah. Um, Which is odd for Mortal the franchise. Combat! Um And uh, when you play this on consoles, like, there is a full skybox. And by that, I mean, like, you know, you can see off into the distance You can see, like,
4: you're, you're in Shang Tsung's Island from Mortal Kombat 1. So yeah. you see, like, you can see some familiar locales. There's, like, the, the blood pit. There's mm-hmm. this big, shining moon, a volcano. If you're on Switch, it looks more like God of War 1.
1: Yeah. There like, is Turok, no skybox. Rock, for
4: instance, there's just before, yeah. fog yeah their resolutions are extremely muddy. like the rock caverns look like they're made out of potatoes. Mm-hmm. it is mm. it is astounding uh, to put briefly like I know this is our first time making a weird third person adventure in a fighting game, but I'm just kind of flabbergasted if this can game if the switch can run things like doom and warframe and make an open world breath of the wild, how this looks this muddy down and so. For better words, ugly. Yeah, and even, there's still slow. It downs. doesn't look good. It so, looks like things are about to pop in textures, but they never do.
0: If If I may, does that mean that Mortal Kombat 11 is the current frontrunner for prettiest game of 2019 and ugliest game <laughs> of 2019? Well, yeah, I, I
1: mean possibly because I think that like what the the studio has accomplished on Switch in the core game is with a K is uh, <laughs> is incredible with also with a K, so. um, and that's like. I think it's sort of like amazing to see this game running on Switch when you're just playing the fighting game parts, Mm. right? Like that's actually really cool. Again, with a K. Mm. But if you're if you jump into the crypt, which is canonically with a K (laughs) in the game, spelled with a K, (laughs) is it actually? Yes, it is. Yeah, of course it is. No, so are consumables with a K. Um, (laughs) Characters with a K. Uh, Yeah, does
0: treasure chest? Does it K
1: H E S T? Like no, they don't do soft. I will (laughs) say though that in the in the crypt, you go.
4: There's an area called the courtyard. With a C. What? I don't get it. I think it was a misspelling. <laughs> I'm really upset. It's a typo. <laughs> they should patch that. They really should. Uh, they are patching a few things about the crypt uh, for all versions where they're going to make – because like, there's three different currencies that you have to obtain to open chests. Those are your uranium coins. Then you also need hearts mm-hmm. for certain <laughs> heart chests. Uh, and you need soul fragments for soul vaults, like green things. Sure, and sure. And it's just like, okay, there's a little much, and – Everything in this, most things, I should say. I'm trying to do the wiki for this place. It's giving me nightmares. Most chests you find are randomized in there and what they have in them to the fact that if I find a chest with a uh, brutality and a fatality in the palace entrance, you may open that same chest and find something completely different. Wait, you may find your chest with the brutality and fatality off in the dungeon somewhere.
1: You're going to have to explain this to, to me and others. How do you find a fatality in a treasure chest?
4: It, it gives it you tre- a little business card with like, do this move. Oh, and then, it teaches oh.
1: you an actual.
0: No, you open the box and someone just jumps out and rips <laughs> your spine. Out.
1: There actually are little jump scares like that, so be really? warned. Yeah, someone just. Wait. So are these moves that your character with a K can't do until uh, you open up these chests? They are and get the business. The
4: card with a K? inputs are not shown to you. You can actually do them. We have a wonderful list at IGN wikis for Mortal Kombat 11 with every fatality list that you can do. But uh, when you look at the move list on your in your game menu, you won't actually see the button inputs until you unlock the secondary fatality or the brutality. So
1: it's not just like your character. Your character doesn't have to learn these things. No, like they're just they're online. We have them. Wait, Mm -hmm.
0: wait, wait. So that means that you could open a box and get a tangible thing like a skin or an item. Or you could open a box and get a piece An instruction. A card. Yeah, instructions that you could have looked up online. Yes, yeah. that's lame. It kind of is. Be sure to. But drink people love your those fatalities. <laughs>
4: um, but then I guess they're going to uh, hopefully soon patch. You know how you get the currency for these chests. Right. And maybe clarify better. I think some chests okay. are static, and some chests are not, uh, which is very confusing because you just don't know what you're going to get. And like, it would be nice to be able to say like. Oh, I have coins. If I open these chests, I'll probably get a skin. Hmm. Whereas these chests, I'll probably get this thing. It doesn't tell you that, and it's kind of annoying trying to figure out. Like nobody wants like a little like combat icon with like Johnny Cage's face to put on your internet profile. Like, <laughs> do people really want Speak that? For when, yourself. When I'm looking for like a brutality or a skin or something like that, like I don't um, know. One, one more question I had about this sure. is there,
1: there's a, a lot of talk about a lot of the modes being sort of tethered to kind uh, of forced online connection stuff. Yeah, uh, because how, how does that is work? that how does that work on Switch? Like if uh, i pl- if I play this game on like a flight, like you
2: will I not be, be able
4: to access the crypt or the towers of time, which is like they're randomly changing online towers that give you different rewards and are okay. Uh, but you could
2: still just have like a battle, like a fighting. Yeah, you can still on do
4: one. this: the main story mode, mm-hmm. uh, the classic crypt tower, classic towers, and then like you know uh, local battles and whatever. But there are certain areas you can only access when you're online because of those chests that you open, they don't want oh, you to yeah. basically like reload an old save file and or mess with it and go like, oh, I didn't actually open it. I, they, it's all server side. Wow. So when you open right. up a chest or you finish a battle in the towers of time, it pings the server to go, okay, this is your rewards. You are now locked into that.
2: Sweet. My so, question is, uh, did the Nintendo version replace the blood with sweat? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Be nice for a paintball mode. You know, it would be kind of
2: cool if they would like
1: throw that in as a little Easter egg. Like yeah. you could turn on s- sweat mode. The thing is, like this game is so much more violent than just the blood, so it would be <laughs> really would be weird if there's just only sweat. Like <laughs> somebody rips out somebody's spine and just sweat comes out.
0: Like, all right, that's odd. Uh, I know you haven't spent the bulk of your time with the Switch version, mm-hmm. but I think the the be all end all question is: Do you think that this game is? would you recommend it on switch in its current state
4: there was I some would, talk
0: on the on the nbc forums about maybe you should wait till some stuff gets changed or mm-hmm. patched out and yeah
4: like, i don't know how much patching is going to solve some of the switches you like the crypt like i don't know if you could patch to make it better mm-hmm. um if you had the option between say any other console on switch mm-hmm. i'd probably recommend getting the other consoles that said functionally the game works on Switch, yeah, and the fact that it works in a handheld mode is incredible. Yeah. I mean, I can't not say that. Like, it's, it's pretty crazy that you can play these battles on a handheld device, and they still look serviceable. It's just that you're going to have a serious lack of quality look to the crypt section.
0: Speaking of a serious lack of quality, Ooh, with, oh. a K, Uh-oh. <laughs> with a K, let's talk about uh, some of the new levels that have been flooding into Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. right. That's a nice segue, right? Yeah. I'm rusty with Segways. I it's It's a it's very good. strange
4: sort of quality.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, we talked about it last week as because it was just revealed, but Super Smash Bros. Ultimate did get a level editor last week, mm-hmm. uh, which hooks into a, the phone app, the Nintendo app or whatever, so you can look through levels on your phone. You can also look through shared levels on the Switch itself, and you can make levels and share them. And hey, guess what? People are taking advantage of that. Yeah, <laughs> hey, do you
4: guys I, remember why? Uh, why Swap Note shut down, and why the Miiverse is dead? Because people were being were being uh, real idiots. Body. I, well,
1: I've said this for years now, but I truly believe that, uh, like hum, humans as a species, when given the option to create make two things, and it's either <laughs> World One One from Super Mario, or the human penis. <laughs> That's really where it goes every time, and that's what Those cave yeah. drawings in France—it's
2: yeah. actually world one, yeah, world one,
1: one, and then the other thing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh,
0: <laughs> as as you just made abundantly clear, mm-hmm. uh, the yeah, a lot of fallacies have shown up.
1: Yeah. That
0: said, that was kind of the first few days. I've been checking it occasionally on my phone and on my switch, just kind of looking through some of the shared levels, and you don't really see that much immediately explicit Mm -mm. stuff anymore because there is a report button you can easily report stuff and and i assume nintendo is taking action and banning people that are just sort of trolling there is just a lot of weird stuff on there (laughs) like there's one of one of the most actually the most you get yas right if you want to yeah something it means you like it Uh, and then it goes to the top of the stage list uh the most yad thing is a stage that's just a box with the DVD logo bouncing around the screen. <laughs> you know my favorite that part is about that The most liked <laughs> custom stage on the Super Smash Bros. You know why amazing. it's the most liked? The most
4: the best part about that level is that eventually the logo hits the corner exactly. Oh baby. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: They knew what they were doing.
0: Uh, that's <laughs> really
1: good. I actually of, haven't checked in on that app in a while.
0: Yeah, one, one of the other ones is uh, Kirby. It's Kirby has a gun with a question I'm mark. I'm like Kirby has a knife. There's Kirby with a knife, too. There's a lot of inappropriate Waluigi's, mm. which I know a man after your own heart. I'm a fan. Yeah, it's I mean license, I'm I'm leave. looking at it right now.
1: Um there's a Pokeball stage, there's a Squidward stage, but then like you said, there's people are weird. Yeah. We just get inside the minds of weird children. Mm-hmm. Is that a Katamari? Yeah. This one is you? just called June's food court. And it's just like <laughs> it's just like a restaurant from a, a mall food court. That, and then there's Do the Mario, which is like this weird, like <laughs> quadruple chinned Mario.
4: It's just a lot of. I weird thought stuff. there was a
1: good one of a, a, there's a of Phoenix Wright Ganon- one where he's just pointing. Like oh, there's yeah. a lot of great stuff here. There is.
4: There was one I saw with Ganondorf, and it's just like uh, he's in the, the the background, and the foreground is his arm and this giant sword. And he just haws it in circles, and there's flames <laughs> on one edge. So you just fight on a rotating flaming stage with this giant sword.
0: Yeah, well, there's a lot of that too. There's a lot of people recreating Tetris, but blocks are falling that are just on fire. Yeah, and <laughs> things I think like what, that. I think what
1: is like sort of inherently uh, driving a a lot of the sort of humor here, or the uh, nuance, or lack thereof, is that this is essentially MS Paint that yeah. you can fight on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the 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 way the way these levels look and the way they animate and the way they're they're very crude and the texture work is very crude and people are making amazing things. Yeah, like not to not to just only sort of highlight. The phalluses, <laughs> weird <laughs> sentence. But people are making amazing things. Like there are like fully animated stages. There are things that are uh, like incredible drawings. Someone's remade the uh, the intro to 64 uh, with yeah. the little desk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. They remade and that air that stage. Yeah, somebody made that's like one of the more popular ones too. Is like the the desk stage from 64 is there or that entire intro is there. Um, people are doing really cool stuff, and that's what I love. The game design inherently. Uh, or at least historically, was based on limitations and then fighting through those limitations to make uh, beautiful art. You know, that's like, it's the reason Mario has a mustache is because when he just had a nose and they tried to put him out there, it didn't read. So they give him a mustache and he just has one forever. Um, So that's awesome. That's really cool. That said, like people are jumping into this, they're making really crude things. They're clicking a button and they're uploading it, and we all have to look at them on our phones. Yeah, and that's really funny too.
0: The the thing that is tricky to me is that I wish that there was a way to say this is a funny level and then this is a actually good level to fight on. Yeah, I mm. wish there was a distinction between those two because the top list is it's hard to find custom sages where if you're like I want to shake up my roster of like what we're playing on because mm-hmm. a hundred 15 or whatever isn't enough just not enough um, <laughs> yeah there i wish that there was a little bit of a distinction between like man this is a really funny stage and hey this is actually like someone put a lot of time into you're, this yeah.
1: you're totally right there's no there's no categories right now and especially when you look through the app there's basically it's just chaos yeah. it's <laughs> all just like stuff that looks like it would be a great stage and then stuff that isn't there's um, also uh, i'm sorry uh, no no. no. Uh, there's it. there
4: are some stages that aren't really meant to be stages so much as like displays yeah someone uh some really cool ones i've seen where people will take videos of them doing amazing combos while teleporting through different parts of the stage and it looks like a dragon ball z fight (laughs) Like, he smashes him into there. He goes into a portal. He jumps into a portal, too. He comes down the top, and he hits him downward into another portal and then reappears somewhere else to hit him. And it's, like, this crazy, like, rude Goldberg combo machine, and it Mm. looks amazing, but it's not practical. It's just cool for that one thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, it reminds me of, like, a lot of the stuff that was, like, spinning out of Mario Maker Mm -hmm. where people were making, like, these horrible death traps that weren't necessarily fun to play, but if you got the rhythm of them down, it it made an amazing video. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, if you sat down to play the level itself, you'd be like, oh, this is not fun. (laughs) (laughs) But the creator sits down to play it and he's like, well, here's how you hit every note. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. I saw a lot of people are doing a lot of like Ring of Fire levels, which um, causes super damage and also bounces you around like crazy. So these two characters will start on like a tiny ledge and then just kind of ping pong around for 14 minutes until one of them explodes, (laughs) which is great. I love that. I'm all for that.
0: Uh, there's also a quick shout out. I want to say there's a new or a thing that's coming back actually. I think it was, was it Brawl that had the stage editor or just Wii U? It version? was Brawl. Yeah, yeah. No, wait, yeah, no, no, sorry. No, the Wii, Wii version. Wii which have the, the last stage editor, a thing came up called Smash Get Ball that a couple people are into, which is you build these stages that have basically hoops with warps in <sighs> them and you try to like get into the, the ho- it's 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 a pretty cool thing. So look up Smash, Smash, Smash. Get Ball because you can find some cool stages for that as yep, well.
4: Sweet. That does bring a good point is that the search function I do like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be better, but I do like how they have you can just search by name. If someone says, "Oh, I made a cool stage for this," or if you want to, if you just want to find
0: stages with like SpongeBob, there you go. There are a lot. <laughs> there are a lot. There are a lot of SpongeBob stages for some reason, which I'm all for.
1: Yeah, I tweeted out four the other day. Um, one was called Mario Pissing, which is saw that apparently one. based on like a, a popular meme video. Yep. Um, it's terrifying because it looks like he's wearing like a glove and he has no shorts on. Another one is Scorcher, which is one of the aforementioned shapes we described earlier. This uh-huh. one's shooting something bad. Then there's Abe Lincoln Dies, which is like basically him. At I think he's going to see Castlevania, the movie. And then there's Potatoes, which is just a big chef and a giant bowl of potatoes, which looks like a pot of gold under a rainbow. Um, I love uh, it, and so all of just that's really just shows sort of the you know that just the real just the who knows yeah just yeah. whatever I really like, you could get. <laughs> I really like the animated feature that they had for this, like to
4: have staged objects move around. Yeah, like it just adds so much more flavor than the original stage builder had, mm-hmm. and I I I do want to see the really cool creations that come out, just not so much of the creepy ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I think I think a lot of what's driving all this craziness is that it's a nice suite of features, right? Yep. It's, a, it's a pretty good stage builder, and it's, it's cool to see that. Let's move on to some news, because there is a lot of news, and oh I want to get through some of it. Uh, the first thing I want to start with is a Bloomberg report that came out.
2: So exciting. I think
0: just yesterday? Yeah. Uh, part of that report was news that broke... Earlier, like la- earlier in the week, end of last week, from mm-hmm. I think it was Fortune, which is that Nintendo is working with Tencent actually to mm-hmm. start selling Switches in China,
2: which is tremendously gigantic. Yeah, that's yeah. a
0: huge deal. Well, why? Why is it a huge deal?
2: Well, I mean, it's like the largest growing economy in the world, and mm-hmm. uh, I believe Nintendo has been trying to get back into China for like years and years and years, and it just was never happening, and now. Like, I mean, like, not only is this economically going to be huge for Nintendo, like, this is politically Mm -hmm. huge for Nintendo
1: as well. If you look at their, their history of sort of trying to delve in this market, it's been really interesting. They specifically made that thing called the IQ. Do you guys know about that? Yes. Yeah, it's it's basically a, like a round N64 controller that had ROMs loaded into it um, to sell a sort of plug-and-play system to the Chinese market uh, in lieu of the fact that piracy is so rampant there and that selling a traditional console basically meant that they would just like get cut out of all the game sales, and so this thing circumvented that. By yeah, and it was licensed like, to a Chinese company. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it had stuff like Mario 64 on it and a couple of oh, other games. right. We right. talked
0: about that on the show like a year or two. Yeah, ago. yeah. it's a
1: super interesting sort of relic, uh, and you maybe can dig one up on eBay or something like that, yeah. um, but it, it's a it's a tough market to crack into because they sort of have much more uh, lax approach to purchasing things legally, for lack of a better term. (laughs)
0: And it's important to note, uh, I think their stock rose like 13% when they made this announcement. But it's important to note, this hasn't happened yet. This has not been approved yet. It's still going through regulation stuff. Uh, Apparently, according to the Bloomberg report, industry analysts expect it to go through and start being sold in China by the end of the year. Mm. But that's not 100% yet. So we'll still have to see if it maybe gets caught up in something or just goes through. Isn't it
2: wild to think that they don't sell the thing that's made in the country, it's made in yep. in the country.
0: When you put it like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the other part of this Bloomberg report that's kind of the bigger immediate news is uh, kind of further sources uh, talking about the new models of Switch that might be coming. And I'm just yeah. going to read this quote out from Bloomberg. Uh, you should go to their site and check out the whole story. Uh, but they say growth in the current period will get a boost from the launch of a new, cheaper version of the Switch, according to two people, or people familiar with the matter who requested it, and an in maybe to discuss private plans, which is stuff we've been hearing already. Right, right? Yeah. Like, we've heard that rumor already.
1: We're, right. we're hearing it uh, a lot. Yes. To the point where it's, like, kind of, you can't ignore it anymore.
0: Yeah, and the new bit of, the nugget of new info here is the new device will likely be launched by the end of June, mm. according to crazy. one of the people. crazy. Yep. It's let two months away. I thought I yeah.
2: misheard. I was like, uh, when we were talking about it this morning, I was like, Oh, they must mean it's gonna be announced officially
4: right. yeah. in June. Yeah. So it's gonna airdrop into the E three Coliseum. <laughs>
0: by, well, this the, is, by the end of June could mean an E three announcement with a release within a couple weeks. Yeah. We don't it could mean it comes out at E three. We don't yeah. really know.
2: Um by the time like this show goes out, uh Nintendo is gonna have its fiscal earnings like call, which is whatever yes. our time. So like they might just be like, oh, by the way,
1: good news stockholders, we're <laughs> making a new switch. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see why they would sort of downplay an announcement like that in the meantime because it's uh sort of sacrificial to anybody on the fence for Buying a Switch right now, yeah. right, yeah. and that's always the sort of ebb and flow of the games industry, and you know, r- launching r- mid mid generation revisions and such, because you put yourself at a risk of saying like, well, we could get three hundred dollars out of somebody today, yeah, right, or we could have these rumors permeate where somebody goes, I'm going to wait until June, I'm going to wait until July, I'm going to wait until August, right. I'm going to wait until Christmas till a price drop, and ultimately, video games are a business, and yeah. Nintendo wants to sell Switches. So. Well,
2: what's kind of crazy is that uh, the Nintendo Switch is still like if you go to The best selling computer video game stuff, the non discounted vanilla Nintendo Switch, is the top selling like video game console, period. Yeah, like and no reduction in price at $300. People are still like, Yes, give it to me.
0: You mean like currently,
2: like currently, right now? So, there's not even like if there's a cheaper one, it's gonna sell like even
0: more, right?
2: Million, billion.
0: Uh, And again, these are just sources from people who know and they're not confirmed, but like Brian said it's gotten a lot of sources <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot of sources yeah. from a lot of different places and a lot of different people
1: it's starting to feel more and more like it's going to be a thing and i think one of the things we keep hearing is that it, this this there's that sort of split rumor of like there's two new SKUs, and one of them is the sort of like simplified Switch Mini or whatever right. Switch Lite Switch Two DS. Yeah, if exactly. they call it the new Nintendo Switch, I will destroy <laughs> something. Get ready to destroy something. That seems on brand for them. Um, yeah, I, I imagine it's going to be the branding will be confusing. Yep, yep. like that's they, they have been they they are a whimsical toy company that is also hell bent on driving GameStop <laughs> employees insane. So,
0: if I may, the end of that Bloomberg paragraph actually goes on to say the existing Switch will receive a modest upgrade this year, though a more powerful version is not in the works, the people said, their sources said. So, we talked previously on NVC about this idea that, you know, what if they do a new 3DS version of the Switch, and then it splits of like, oh, it's got more powerful hardware, so some games can't take advantage of it, and others do, and how do you communicate that? This report is essentially saying, that's not the case. Yeah, They're going to be doing this... Cheaper switch, whatever it is, and then just the normal switch, but with maybe some sort of little upgrade. Here now with
2: sixty-four gigabytes of right, internal like, storage,
0: like it could be something as simple as <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, right. It maybe we should change our expectations from being these
2: yeah, two actually different. Branches. I was just joking around, but that uh, entirely possible. Like now with two hundred
1: fifty-six gig, because it
2: could be the price like that, of that yeah.
1: has come down enormously. Do you mean like a like internal memory? Yeah, or internal, internal like memory receiver? or like yeah. Because an SD card, I mean, SD cards, 400-gig SD cards are dropped down at $65 here which is crazy because they were were three or four times that when the Switch first launched. And I remember being like, should I get one of these? I'm glad (laughs) I waited. I, you know, moved stuff around the fridge, as they say, on my (laughs) card for a while. But, yeah, I think that, like, um, bundling a game digitally, adding in a a bigger memory card, maybe even throwing something cool like a Joy-Con with a D-pad on it, Mm. something like that that isn't... a entire relaunch of the system that doesn't necessarily make uh, early adopters feel like like a sting for not being there. Mm -hmm. Um, That said, I think a mini switch is is far more interesting to me uh, because I think that like if if it doesn't communicate with your television or if it doesn't have joy cons and pop that pop off and stuff like that, um, that inherently goes against the ideology of the console handheld hybrid and also the literal name of it yeah right right <laughs> the right. nintendo stay yeah <laughs> right like i really truly believe that there will the be
2: switch a Go smaller more rugged switch you'll still be able to play it on tv it'll be aimed sort of like the 2ds was to kids and they're going to throw pokemon in there because right. there's going to be a lot of people buying switch for the first time for yep. their kids and who wants to spend 300 if you have two kids like i do mm-hmm. on two different switches so the kids can have their shield and their sword
0: it's it's interesting you say. It's true. It's that interesting true. you say Pokemon. Uh, a question from the Facebook NBC forum group: uh, Stephen Alfieri asks, "Do you think the pocket version of the Switch or whatever it's going to be uh, will coincide with an Animal Crossing launch on Switch?" Mm. And so yeah, those, the pocket those version are,
4: will have Animal Crossing Pocket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the theory, right? Or that's that's come up a couple times, and we have no sources or any reason to think this beyond speculation. But like the idea that they would bundle it with a Pokemon or an Animal Crossing seems like it just makes sense it it,
1: it's like hard to understate how large that fan base of animal crossing transcends the traditional core gamer metric Mm. like the amount of people uh, even with the with the new 3ds and the swappable face plates and all that kind of stuff that that is a that is a gigantic system selling franchise and i think a lot of like core gamers hardcore gamers they're just like they kind of look at it, and they're like, oh, it's not really for me. I don't really get it, which is fine. You're missing out on one of the best video game franchises of all time <laughs> and building a house and getting your own bed and such and making friends with the animals in town. A a lava <laughs> Yeah. Getting extorted. It's a great debt. Talking down the trees. Going to people's town and trading coconuts is a blast. Stung by um, bees. Getting stung by bees is a really good thing. Picking chickens out of your town because so yeah. they don't belong there. Games are great, you guys. You really, <laughs> like,
0: Falling in holes.
1: I get it. There's no, there's no guns. <laughs> Yet, but it's a great franchise. Yeah. Um, they added one to Kirby. Who yeah. knows? But no, this is one of those like big... And Pokemon steals all the thunder, right? Because there's like, toys and there's movies and it's all this other stuff. But Animal Crossing is a tremendously large franchise. Mm. And I, it transcends core gamers. And I think it's a system seller. And I think pairing that with a Switch Mini or something that's sort of just like, here's here's how you can play the new Animal Crossing game without spending $300 is huge. Yeah. And I don't think you necessarily need to have the the Joy-Cons pop on and off for that. Like, right. Yeah
0: we uh there's not not a huge amount of other news I wanted to run, run through some smaller things uh Starlink battle for Atlas is getting its new star fox DLC on April 30th that finally got a release date uh it'll be twelve dollars it's gonna add slippy Peppy and Falco as playable. That characters. core game that's a great game it's, it's always on game. sale I yeah. highly
2: recommend everyone pick it up yeah, yeah you so, can get the physical version for that game for 25 bucks because yeah, <laughs> there's <it> even not our wings and you everything. could get a yeah. new switch with the with an accessory and the Starlink battle uh star fox starter set for 309 dollars two days ago God, wow crazy. so nine dollars basically you got this like really super fun game with an incredible little collectible
1: yeah so if that dlc sounds expensive that dlc digitally is probably more money than physically the game will be if yeah. Check those places. <laughs> yeah so like buying them all at the same time is a great deal and probably the closest you're going to get to getting a really truly awesome star fox game for a while
0: yeah uh, another thing that's very small, Doraemon Story of Seasons was announced for the West. It's coming this autumn. If you guys don't know, Story of Seasons is what Harvest Moon became. So oh been, yeah, there have been two Story of Seasons games. I reviewed. And they are, I think I reviewed one of those for 3DS. <laughs> I think it was there was just Story of Seasons, and then I think Trio of Towns. That's was, the one. Yeah, that was a
2: very charming and, little game. Yeah,
0: and they were both they were both like in the sevens that, range. Yep, right? I think like I gave it a seven point five. It's just, yeah. just a fun. They're good way little. To play. They, it's what Harvest Moon's become. Good to know, Doraemon, the blue robot cat anime creature. Yep. This is like a licensed version of Harvest Moon, pretty much, which is kind of weird and cool, and it's cool that it's coming to the West.
1: So it's like None a farm run by a robot cat? You're, yep. You play
0: as the kid. Just like I think uh, back just in old up. times. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, the good old days. <laughs> Uh, another thing that's real small, not in games, but hey, uh, first Detective Pikachu, people saw Detective Pikachu, they did a premiere, and people seem to be liking it. We're not yep. going to talk about spoilers or anything. But Will it's this like,
4: be the best video game movie?
0: That's what some people are saying. Is like, no way, like really? It's a pretty good video game movie. Yeah, like it sounds like it's getting well received, which is just nice and exciting. Uh, yeah. Just wanted to touch on that. Uh, and finally, some uh, lighter news. Duck Hunt turned 35 last Sunday, which wow. is really,
4: really cool. Shouldn't that dog be dead by now?
0: I mean... He lives on forever Many Smash. over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, as uh, Seth alluded to uh, earlier, there is a Nintendo fiscal year end of the year call tonight after yes. we're recording this on Wednesday. So that was on, wen- on Wednesday night. And then also, whatever P5S, Persona 5S is, is getting revealed Thursday morning, so right before the podcast goes up. Right. But good news, uh, we're actually going to cut right now to... Me and you guys aren't. Stay here. But we're going to do... Me and Casey are going to do a little pickup and talk about what gets announced because now that we know Nintendo's going to scoop us, we can prep for it and actually prepare. So we're going to be right back to talk about those things and then we'll be back in the past. So don't go. (gasps) Hello, everybody. Tom and Zach from the future here. Back from the past. Tom, not Casey. Uh, I lied. I forgot to mention earlier in the show, Casey's just really busy with stuff, so I was taking over for hosting and, again, is really busy with stuff, so Zach is taking over for... The, the pickup we're doing. We don't Correct. usually do these because we always get scooped on something. I think uh, moving forward, news.
3: I I don't know why we haven't considered this before, but I think we should always hold five minutes the morning <laughs> after we record for Nintendo News because it always seems to be the case that we miss something huge um we we you joked about it yesterday in the episode but yeah we did we missed a couple of things that we wanted to talk about so go well, ahead well
0: yesterday too i was like they're not gonna scoop us this time and then there was like stuff we weren't expecting that came out anyway hubris so, my dude let's get into that because we don't yeah. have much time and i want to just dig into it the first thing that came out literally five minutes after we hit the record button on the show was mm-hmm. uh, super mario maker 2 got yes. a release date it's uh june 28th correct that's exciting. It's yeah. Soo- probably sooner than I was expecting. Uh,
3: I don't know. They, they've been talking about summer for their release. Mm-hmm. So uh, they always tend to release something around E3. Uh, you know, 2017 it was Splatoon 2 came out just before or just after E3. I can't remember which. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it kind of makes sense to me that they would have something. That means that they'll show a pretty extensive build at E3. Yeah. Let people go hands-on. Um, and that I don't think that that will be their big showcase piece. But similar to the way that, that um, Smash Brothers was their big game last year and then Pokemon Let's Go was kind of their secondary thing and had you know a bunch of kiosks set up on the show floor and stuff right. like I think there will be some game that will be there as their big thing and then probably Mario Maker too as like their second.
0: I'm excited to play that. I'm like, me too. I'm excited that it is—it has a date. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is a tangible thing now.
3: Enjoyed the first Mario Maker. Uh, didn't stick with it super long, but I love all of the the UGC that comes out of that game and the levels that are like sanctioned by folks and upvoted, And it's really cool to to check that kind of stuff out. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And another thing that came up uh, is Mario Kart Tour has a beta, or is going to have a beta, and it has sign-ups for, if you're in the U.S. or Japan, on an Android phone. On
3: Android. Yeah,
0: you can go to MarioKartTour.com and sign up for the beta. The beta actually will run from May 22nd to June 4th, which kind of gives us an indication of maybe it's coming in June. That'd be cool. The full game. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to see, but again, another thing that I'm glad has a date, and or at least we're getting a more tangible sort of uh, feeling of. Uh, this stuff came out ahead of Nintendo's year-end earning calls, mm-hmm. which there was less news than we were expecting to come out of. The The main thing was we heard that the Switch has now surpassed the N64 in total lifetime sales. Wonderful,
3: Which is crazy to that think about. That is crazy,
0: about. yeah. Uh, and the other thing is uh, anybody who's listening to the show would have just heard me be like, maybe they're going to show that little Switch, like the cheaper Switch at E3. They straight up said, we're not showing hardware at E3. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that they're not showing hardware before or after E3. Correct. It just means that they're not going that's not going to be the focus of their show. They're not going to be showing that stuff. So if we do get a cheaper switch or some sort of redesign, it's probably going to be something standalone from that. Yeah,
3: I mean, the the redesign itself is, is big news but i'm not even sure that it warrants like a direct you know right. what i mean like to me that's that's a press release like hey congratulations now there are two new versions of the switch one does this and one does this if the switch pro as people are kind of re- referring to it now is something that is crazy powerful like much more powerful which i don't think it will be yeah um then maybe i can see a, a bit more marketing push behind it but as of right now it seems to me like they'll probably issue you know e- either a very short like tour video or like a press release because I don't necessarily think that it's going to be like a big to do. And
0: there. that's something that we talked about too because the Bloomberg report, one of the the sources said that it would be a modest upgrade right. or whatever that is. And I yeah. think th- you're I think exactly it's probably right. just a faster chipset
3: and a better battery life and yeah.
0: Or we were talking too. Seth, Seth was saying, what if it's just like a bigger hard like a memory card? right? That'd be cool <laughs> too. Yeah, just <laughs> like, like just an internal memory.
3: Simple. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah.
0: Uh, the final piece of news that's going to break everyone's heart. Uh, Persona 5S was officially revealed. Whoa, man. Uh, Persona 5S was officially revealed. It's called Persona 5 Scramble the Phantom Strikers. And it is coming to Switch, but it is not a Persona 5 port. It, it is,
3: is a Musou game. Yes,
0: it is a standalone game made with te- Koei Tecmo. Yeah,
3: in the vein of uh, Hyrule Warriors, Fire Emblem Warriors and Fire That's Emblem right. Warriors. So you're getting out there as Joker and Morgana and on and just messing up a bunch of like monsters and demons i don't know it i'm not a muso guy there are plenty of people out there that love these games and play them all religiously and that's great but i think tom probably said it best this morning when he said that it would have been less offensive if they would have just come out and said that persona 5 is not coming to switch than to have all this build up and then be like actually it's this game that nobody asked for so yeah and uh, I'm being overly harsh, but it is disappointing because I love Persona 5, and I thought that was going to be a game that I could play on the go. But.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm looking forward to this game, Persona mm-hmm. 5 Scramble, and a fun little fact, the crossing at Shibuya that is so yeah. iconic is called the Shibuya Scramble, and so oh, I think that's probably maybe where That's
3: funny. I've only from. ever heard it referred to as Shibuya Crossing. I, I
0: think that's just like a colloquial sort of nickname for it. Cool. Uh, so the, I'm looking forward to this, yeah. but I agree. It's a little disappointing, and furthermore... I think this kind of is the nail in the coffin. I think that we're not gonna get Persona Five on Switch.
3: Yeah, I think you're probably right. I
0: think if we do, it will be years away and it will be that they just started going, Oh man, people seem to really like that. I mean that. it's al-
3: it was always it. a long shot because mainstay persona entries have always been Sony properties. Yeah. Like not necessarily even even first party or third party like relationship wise, but it's always been a case of like Sony has put money behind those those mm-hmm. games and they have come relatively exclusively to PlayStation platforms.
0: And as Jonathan said, beyond Joker being in Smash, pretty much all of the, oh, maybe it's going to come to Switch, just came from people being like, I hope it comes to Switch, exactly. right? Like, there wasn't some sort of substantiated uh, sources from multiple people, right. like the way that we have with the hardware for the Switch. Right. So, it's disappointing. I think it probably means don't hold your breath for Persona 5 on Switch overall. Um, which also means that we're going to cut back to past Tom, who's about to disappoint you with something he's about to say. So stick around for the rest of the show. Hey, we're back. Okay, oh, so hopefully Persona 5 just got announced for Switch. We don't actually know yet. But who knows? If it didn't, sorry, I'm breaking all your hearts again. Uh, but let's talk about what came out this week because a couple of things came out that uh, are actually a lot came out this week. Uh, most importantly of any of the uh, the releases this week, was Ding Dong XL. Yes, right. finally. This Ooh. is a game that has come up on GameScoop. It has come up in the NBC forums like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a simple one-button game for $1. The IGN logo is a playable character in it. Collusion. <laughs> <laughs> With a K. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a very cute little thing. Go check that out. Uh, a couple others, Dragon Dogma Dark, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen came out on April 23rd for $30. Mortal Kombat 11, obviously, we talked about that came out on the 23rd. Uh, is 60. SteamWorld Quest is coming out the day this podcast airs on the 25th for $25. Picross S3 also comes out on the 25th, which I'm very excited about. That'll be 10 and then the day after, uh, on Friday, Box Boy and Box Girl Box on April twenty sixth for ten dollars as Very well. Very excited for that.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's a demo for that game out right now. If you guys haven't checked it,
0: yeah. And uh, another kind of honorable mention of a release, which we're not going to have time to play. I'm sorry, we can't talk about it today. But uh, the Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild VR updates are also coming out on the twenty fifth. Yeah. Uh, so this the Thursday that this is airing, and we're going to hopefully be able to play those and tell you about it the next time. Side so note: kinda- I
1: built I built the Labo gun. Over the weekend.
0: Okay. Yeah. Have you built that thing? No. Not yet. It is
1: an amazing, (laughs) like it is basically a like a an action featured super scope made out of Oh, Cool. Like it actually like cocks back and clicks and it has a trigger and pops forward. Like there's multiple rubber bands doing all this work in there. Um, (sighs) It's got this first person shooter sort of tethered to it where you shoot aliens and you can see down the barrel of your gun. It is like. It is a really charming take on on VR. Like think I don't really are, only mess with the headset so far.
4: Think they'll ever make a a uh, uh, cardboard bow for Zelda VR? I think so.
1: I yeah yeah definitely yeah for <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's confirmed already.
0: we uh, are already working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that would be that actually be great because if it had like an elastic thing, you could actually just shoot Joy-Con with I know. it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Shoot Joy-Cons of people. Are you Man. guys gonna check out um, on Zelda and VR? Hell yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, my plan is actually to build. A head strap for it and just see if I can do it. See, that I'm not way. an engineer, so I'll just
4: plant my face against a wall. Oh, that's
1: really that <laughs> Yeah, you could also wasn't just there, you could duct tape.
0: Wasn't there a picture of you like lying yeah, on the ground on the with floor. it resting
4: that's, on your face? That's that's my version one
1: experiment. Mm-hmm. I hmm You can move on to the wall and then the ceiling. It's hard to look around when you do that. So just uh, get like true. a movable wall. Go to the carnival, get on the Gravitron. <laughs>
2: that baby right there. That's the perfect way to do yep. it. Just go in a yeah. wind tunnel. Yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this because I know we have a lot of really great questions. I put out a call in the NBC forums to, to see if anybody had questions. we got a lot of good ones, so I want to address some of those. But has anybody been playing anything cool, Seth? I know you had a cool story, man, that I wanted to hear you tell.
2: I played Zelda Two and I beat it for the first time in my life. <laughs> how? And it's like How? Save states? Oh, okay. <laughs> this was on the
0: NES app, I assume. This was, yeah,
2: this mm-hmm. was the, uh, the online app, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this now. It's like one of the first Nintendo NES games that I ever played. Like it was the I, gave me a blister from playing it. Like we would, you know, that was back when you would rent a game, you'd have it for two days, and you'd be like, I hope I can beat this. Yeah, it's impossible. You can't beat Zelda two in two days. Nobody can. Well, that's not true. Somebody can. Somebody. Not me. (laughs) And I use save states, and I beat it. And I like I let out like a guttural scream, like yeah. That's when I finally, when I finally beat that game. And I wouldn't have done it if it had not been for save states, because it's very hard and it's kind of frustrating because it's very old school. When you die you go all the way back to the beginning you have to walk all Oof. through the whole map and all mm-hmm. the bad guys throw rocks at you
1: and ganon laughs at you bonk,
0: bonk, 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 bonk.
1: it's 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 very ganon demeaning.
0: Returns. <laughs> yeah
1: uh yeah i think like I, I actually really love that game i always have um it's uh, very different than the others all the games oh, yeah. not only because it's like an a side scrolling it's, it's almost sort of got this, like, Sekiro element to it where <laughs> <Yep>. you're, <laughs> which you're, yeah. you're parrying and blocking and all this other crazy stuff. But also, like, it is um, uh, sort of distinctly obtuse in a lot of ways. Oh there's a lot God, of misdirection yeah. in that game. There's a lot of very sprawling temples that have dead ends. And uh, the entire uh, sort of, like, Death Mountain area in that game oh, is, a, worst. is a hell labyrinth. <laughs> and there's one specific way through it, which is, I yep. think, basically just sticking to all the right. Yep. Yeah, and so if you don't, yeah, I know. Sorry, no, 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 that's a tip. It's a good tip. That's a cheat code. Check out the IGN (laughs) wikis. Um, (laughs) If you go, if you go left or down or anything like that, you just die a thousand times, and like these, like just awful monsters and lizard men kill you. Yeah, this
4: was a game made Nintendo Hotlines. Yeah, yes. Yes. Oh my
1: God. Yeah,
0: that's like putting uh, a like a, a test, like a Scantron test, where every answer is B. Where you're Mm -hmm. like, going right, surely it can't be right again. You go down, you die, you're like, ah, I guess it was. You go right, and you're like, can't be right again, can it? At a certain point?
1: It's also like everyone in this game, every human npc feels cursed Mm -hmm. and they all can only speak to you in the amount of text that can fit in one box so they're always just like (laughs) shoe is good yeah and someone is like "Bat is poison for health and you're like i don't know what you're talking i am palace to the corner of rock yeah (laughs) that's where i am error came from because it's just you meet this man in the forest who's just like i am error and you're like are you okay (laughs) like did you eat your dog like (laughs) what do you do here what's going on um, it's a really weird it's almost scary too. It like is. It scared like the hell out of me as a kid. Yeah. yeah. There's there's like it's a very creepy game. Um it's the first time you fight Shadow Link, I believe. It has like mm-hmm. RPG elements yeah. you have to level up. And it is ruthless. ruthless. Yeah, I suggest anybody playing this game for the first time, you have to grind a lot at the beginning. Yep. Um, and there's, like, specific ways to do that. But, like, get... None th- of them are fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, grind a lot and then up up, up all your health, uh, do everything you can, up your attack, all that fun stuff. And, mm-hmm. and then and then go beat beat some dungeons and temples. And, mm, <laughs> so get a wiki. Yeah. Use save states. you have You get through it. Yeah, use the save states.
0: There's
2: yeah.
1: nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm.
0: You cheated yourself. No, I did not.
2: <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I am rewarded by beating it. (laughs) Sad that you can't tell the difference.
0: (laughs) Uh, Does anybody else play anything notable that they want to shout out? I Um, was really into Katana Zero, but...
1: uh, Oh, yeah, me too. That game's real fun. Yep, go check that out if you haven't.
4: I've been Um, replaying uh, Shadows of Valentia on the 3DS Fire Emblem game. Oh, cool. uh, Just because I'm preparing for the next Fire Emblem game, Mm. finally get back to consoles. Yeah. And I actually heard uh, from Famitsu that they're bringing back some uh, certain features like the Millis Time Wheel that lets you Rewind time when you made a mistake, instead of having to just restart the entire chapter, which we all love saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna reset as soon as someone dies," but that can sometimes take a lot of time. Yeah. So having that little oopsie mistake just like once or twice. It's
2: not I that like bad. that. You don't that's
4: have to hear it if you don't want that's to. What
2: scared me about I've never really gotten into that series because I'm always like, "Oh, it's just too too anxiety inducing." Mm-hmm. I
4: spent like a week in Radiant Dawn on one chapter because I kept dying at the end. I'm just like, "Why one person died?" Like, nope. Restart. <laughs> doing it again
0: yeah I, I appreciate that i i think that i like a lot how brutal fire emblem is because that that permadeath really makes you care about your characters and makes you not want to just rush into battle i think that's right. really really important mm-hmm. but just that little bit of forgiveness yeah is i don't just think having so like helpful. two
4: or three little tries is not going to diminish the intensity of i have to not yeah get people killed exactly <laughs>
0: Uh, one thing I'll, I really, men- really quick mention because the embargo for this actually just went up before this airs. Uh, I played Box Boy and Box Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing that on my Switch, and I'm liking it, but I'm maybe not overly in love I'm with it. I'm liking it. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think it's a really fun game. Granted, I didn't really play the other Box Boy games, but
1: uh, so you, you're not caught up on the on the plot, the story, <laughs> <in> box <Boy laughs> cinematic universe.
0: All I know is that Per was always talking about how it's always black and white and uh, this game literally starts with everything green and blue and lovely, yep. and then a meteor hits, and it all turns to black, and you're like, what? where'd the green go? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, the Russo brothers said this was the beginning of Phase 4. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um,
0: uh, I, yeah, I, I like it. It just feels it feels very easy so far. And how, How's Sam, the co-op stuff? The co-op stuff's actually really, really cool. It breaks the game entirely. Ooh, fun. Because uh, you can do things, spoilers, but you can do things where if you need to get across a gap, let's say, Uh, you can have one person extend out blocks but not let go of the button and then have somebody climb across the gap and then they pull the blocks back in and then the other person extends for you and you get across and you haven't used any blocks in the way the game calculates it. So me and my girlfriend have been playing and it'll be like the best medal that you can get on a level will be like use less than 40 blocks, can you do that? And we'll get like 19 because oh. we use this just exploit that it doesn't feel like the game planned for. Yeah, 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 So it feels pretty simple and easy to me, but Sam and Pear were both saying that box boy games usually start that way and then get really, really fun and challenging and hard as you get deeper into them. So I'm not very far. Uh, I like it. It seems very well put together and I it feels pretty fully featured, which I'm happy about, but I, I need to play more of it before I'm overly sold. But it's my kind of game, so I'm going to play more of it. <laughs> Uh, let's take some questions. All right, part of question block. All right. Uh, the first one, I'm, I'm really glad this was asked. Uh, Jack Windsor asked, "If Brian is with you, can he do his pair impression again?" <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> so Pear told me that he was watching the episode where you did the hello, or he's listening to it in his car, and he thought he put on the wrong episode because he thought it was himself, <laughs> which is maybe the best compliment you can get on that. Uh, another question Lon or Lan from Montreal says hello NVC let's say you were given the opportunity to revive a Nintendo franchise Uh, what would it be but there's a twist. To revive this franchise, you have to sacrifice and kill another franchise. What is wrong
1: with these ultimatum questions you yeah. keep getting about these wizards and death? And
0: <laughs> <laughs> that said, what franchise would you bury to bring back another? And he says, I've been a follower of NBC since the very first day it existed. Keep up the awesome work. Thank you very What's,
1: much. I'm trying to think about some like long, dormant Nintendo. Oh, okay.
0: I actually have a good one.
1: I would kill Fire Emblem because I don't care about it to bring Whoa. back Punch Out. Yeah. Ooh, I'm with Brian. I couldn't live with that. Sorry, no. That's all right. Yeah, I I've already made the I'd
0: call. Kill, the wizard's uh, already here. He's done.
1: He's done the damage. <laughs> he's done his damage. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'd kill. Um. I'd bring back. I, does Banjo Kazooie count as Nintendo?
1: Nope. Oh,
0: then I'm out. <laughs> I don't have anything. What about? Uh, I'd kill them all. What? That no. was it. That's all you had. Yeah. Banjo Kazooie. That I was, I was my, my in my pocket. That was the only one I prepped. <laughs> oh.
1: Well, how about I don't know Clue Land. Bring somewhere. back Balloon Fight. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that.
4: I know it's not only just Nintendo, but I remember having good memories of playing uh, Gauntlet Legends on GameCube. I want another Gauntlet mm. game. Yeah, me too.
0: Okay, here, here's mine. I'd kill modern Yoshi games to bring back Yoshi's Island Yoshi games. I could live with that. I would kill the like super casual Yoshi game to bring back like the hardcore platformer that the was Super Yoshi. Mario World 2. Right.
1: Right. Because those I'm, I'm games,
0: those early games, I think, were way more... Like, I, I really like the the Yoshi games. I reviewed Crafted World, right? But, man, I, I really do miss the challenging platforming of those early ones. Yeah, I agree. Or that early one, I guess I should say. <laughs> uh, all right, another question. This is a longer one. Alex asks, uh, thank you for all your hard work you put in week after week to produce such a great, informative, and fun show. For some background, I am an active-duty submarine officer in the U.S. Navy, having been on many underways for weeks. Uh At a time and a six month deployment. Uh, One of the things that my watch team loved to do after standing an eight hour watch was take a little time to relax and play some Nintendo games together, Mario Kart 8 and Super Smash Bros being the most popular on my boat.
1: What about Steel Diver? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Good point. With the announcement of Google Stadia, Ubisoft CEO Yves Guillemot predicting that the next console generation will be the last, and even Nintendo streaming Resident Evil 7 on Switch in Japan, I'm concerned with that the potential for a streaming-only future might mean for my fellow Submar- Submariners uh, and Armed Forces, for S- Armed Forces service members stationed overseas in combat zones and underdeveloped countries. Uh, I don't see internet service providers chomping at the bit to provide a great wireless connection underwater anytime soon. Hmm. Do you think Nintendo will go to streaming only route anytime soon with future consoles, or will they continue to provide local downloadable options far into the future for those on the go? Thanks, and keep up the great work. This is a really good question. It
2: is. Yeah. No, I don't think we're never going to have an all-streaming future. There's always going to be a way to like download it mm. and and take it with you. What At least it? not for Nintendo, especially not for Nintendo. I mean, well, that's I'm,
0: what I was going to ask because that's the question specifically too. Is with Nintendo, I think Nintendo is probably going to be the most resistant or the yeah, longest I mean, holdout. Because they're, they're like, they here's they our new system,
2: yeah. and you can play games on cartridges
1: again. Yeah. Remember those? They're awesome, mm-hmm.
2: and they I mean, taste terrible.
1: I started this generation <laughs> thinking that Nintendo had no interest in VR. I was like, there's no reason for them to touch this. That won't happen this generation at Right, all. And here we are. So uh, you never say never, right? But um, I do agree with you guys that I, I think it'll be a very, very long time. Um, and hopefully by that time, Submarines have internet. Yes.
0: <laughs> so you think you think that submarines will have internet before Nintendo goes yeah. to streaming only? Yeah. So yeah, the problem yeah. solves itself.
1: Yeah. Right. I think that like the <laughs> the submarine without internet is symbolic in this scenario of the world at large that is not connected in the same way that some of the uh, you know more frivolously connected areas are in the universe where you can connect anywhere. And people come to San Francisco and they're just like, oh, the future of tech, a tech hub. And it's like, well, this is not like how it is. Everywhere, you know. Yeah. And so, I think that, like, we we as a species need to look at internet as the same way we look at power and water, and make that something that everybody has access to, for better or worse, because there's a lot of bad internet out there. Um, (laughs) And that's that's something we should fix globally. And I think with that, all of the other things will come will come next. I don't think it'll. We won't get into a situation where it's like an all streaming future is here. But you can't all stream everywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, also, I think he needs to, you know, twist some arms up top and get some internet. On
0: yeah, the, on rise the up submarine. the ranks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get an think
2: the that. ad the admiral who was known for bringing internet to the <laughs> America's <laughs> submarine of the sea.
0: I'm not sure if that's an allocation problem, guys. There's what one
4: problem mean? I'm thinking of, uh, like watching one of those old like submarine war movies. Like, okay, everyone needs to be quiet. Yep. Who's downloading Mario Kart 8 right now? Could you please turn off the.
0: That's just showing up on radar. That's not how radar works. Anyway, moving on. Uh, that was a great question. So thank you very much for that, Alex. Uh, Jordan Van Horn asks If you had to pick one indie character to make it onto the Smash Ultimate playable roster, who would it be?
4: We have a good list of those. Oh, uh, yeah? That I wrote. Uh, and I still stand by shovel knight. It's probably my number one pick. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I know. And he's already in assist trophy, so it sucks because he won't be a real a real, a real man. <laughs> never so never. That's I'd what. like meat boy to show up.
0: That'd be a cool, one. Yeah, I, but he doesn't. I guess he doesn't have many attacks. Like
2: he'd just be real fast. Nobody <laughs> would like him. Would Undertale. He be, would
0: he be tiny, or would the, he be even like better? Yeah, he'd be
2: extremely <laughs> little, and he would just stick and slide down everybody, and then just
1: explode. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and disgusting. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good one. Brian, you got one? Uh, recently, I'd probably say uh, I, I, I say this every time, but Travis touchdown mm. from No More Heroes. Um, I don't know if we can call that indie or not. Kind of. Kind it's of. indie enough. It's indie enough. Yeah, yeah. actually, we had Suda Fifty One on Up at Noon, which we brought back this week. And <laughs> yeah, I asked him yeah. who That's he would, bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I asked him who he would get rid of in Smash Brothers to make room for Travis Touchdown because I think most people just ask him do you want Travis Touchdown and he's like of course and I was like okay what if you had to get rid of somebody and he was like Luigi
0: <laughs> good which choice all good answers uh, and finally since it is we're publishing this on Thursday and another big thing is coming out on Thursday which is Avengers Endgame no spoilers but uh, Ronnie Anthony asks uh, which Nintendo character would best fit in with the Avengers oh, it's
4: easy Captain Falcon
0: Whoa, that was both of you just had gut reactions on that. Yeah. Yeah. Samus and Captain Falcon. Samus is the
2: most badass character in all of Nintendo Hmm.
0: And Captain Falcon? Captain Falcon is because Captain Falcon. Falcon, but I still maintain that Captain Falcon doesn't make any sense. He's a race car driver. Doesn't, why why doesn't can you fight like that?
4: He's also a bounty hunter who just happens to race for fun. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and he has a flaming fist of an eagle.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh probably See, I'm really bad at this game. I was gonna say, does Bayonetta count as a Nintendo character? No. Okay. Then well, I, sort I, of. I just don't know what a Nintendo Banjo character. Banjo Kazooie. Is. <laughs> you guys really, really shouldn't let me. Oh, Master Chief. King K. Rool. Kratos. <laughs>
3: <laughs> With a K.
0: You guys are the worst, and I'm ending the show because of that. Aww. Thank you very much, everybody, for calling in, uh, emailing in, writing in, whatever you did. to to get your questions to us. We appreciate them very much. If you want to watch NBC, you can do it wherever you're doing it right now. Uh, We have it on IGN.com or the NBC YouTube channel. You can join our podcast forums on Facebook if you just look up NBC Podcast Forum or Nintendo Voice Chat Podcast Forum. Uh, You can also find us on any service where you can listen to podcasts Thursdays at 3 p.m., I believe, Pacific Time. Pacific Time. Uh, And remember that NBC is the only place where you can get the thing
1: with a K.